to share a few things with you guys, and we're going to worship, and then we're going to do what, what we are, are here to do. Those of you that have been here over the past month or two, you know that God has refocused Heaven's Invasion kind of back to one of our original uh, purposes, which is to learn how to be the ecclesia, learn how to function as the body of Christ in authority, to, to deal with issues that He shows us to deal with. So, so tonight, So, I just want to kind of go over a couple things that are probably very familiar to us, but just as a way to focus our hearts tonight, so that as we worship, um, I'm asking the Lord that as we worship, that He would begin to show us some things that we need to deal with, okay? That's really the focus, I feel like, that God wants us to get breakthrough for each other, for people, for situations that we're aware of. And so I'm excited about that because to me it takes a gathering beyond just the simple fellowship and, and worship, which is great. But I've always had such a big vision for what you know would be possible as we, <laughs> as we agree together, right? So we're all familiar with um, the account in Matthew 16 where Peter gets the revelation about Jesus, right? About, he, you know... Uh, who do the men? Who do people say that I am? Right? Peter blurts out, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And Jesus says, "You're blessed." And He says, "You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overpower it." Right? So we understand that God, that Jesus is building us together into this ecclesia, the Greek word which means a called out meeting, a called out people. Who are, who are called out to meet for the purpose of talking about the issues of their day so they can make some decisions about it and get some things done. I think that's fascinating. Every time I think about that, I says, you know, you could have picked any word to talk, you know, to describe a gathering of your people. And that's the one you took. You took that right out of Greek culture because you wanted us to understand that, that church is not just a place to come and say, hey, how are you? Let's sing some songs. Let's listen to somebody and go home. Okay? I, I've been pursuing this for years, saying, God, when do we get to do this? And I feel like we're finally at a place where we can do this. Why? Because y'all here have been walking with God for a while. And so we can, we can step into some things and understand what our responsibilities are. And so I'm very excited about that. Um, the other scripture, of course, that's very familiar that kind of uh, jumps off of that is in Matthew 18, um, where, <clears throat> you know, where Jesus again talks about um, what prayer really looks like. All right, he is teaching about sin, about if your brother sins, you know you need to go to him and 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 in private and all of that. And he goes through these steps of, of discipline in the church. If somebody messes up, right? Somebody comes against you, does something bad, you go to them in private. They don't listen, you take somebody along as a witness. If they still won't listen, you tell the whole church. And basically the church has to discipline the person by saying, look, we don't, we're not going to fellowship with you because you're not walking in the love of, of the Lord, Right? Have you ever seen that done? Badly. I'm not saying done well, but have you seen it done? Yeah. You have. Okay. 
okay. Yeah. It, it usually is done badly. And the reason why it's done badly is because people want to punish the person instead of see them get restored. Mm-hmm. Right? The idea is you screwed up, and in order for me to feel better about what you did, I have to punish you. Exactly, yeah. But it's for my benefit, not yours. I won't feel good unless I punish you in some way. Right? So anyway, he that's the context, right? And then he goes on to say, uh, in verse 18, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. That's the context. Talking about dealing with an issue in the church. He then rolls into this binding and loosing deal. And as I've mentioned before, if you're anything like me coming up in the church, you were taught backwards when it comes to binding and loosing. You were taught that binding means to tie up the devil and forbid him, right? When actually it means to bind the situation to the will of God, to make the the will of God legally binding upon a situation. That's what it means. When when we say, I bind you or I bind this, I'm saying I'm I'm declaring that the will of God, the, the law of the Lord in heaven is now binding upon this person or this situation. And loosing, on the other hand, of course, would be to release someone from something that's holding them illegally. We're releasing them from a bondage that they are in that they shouldn't be. Okay? So again, context. Verse 19, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Why? Because he's the head. And if we're coming together, we're coming together. Even two people qualify as the ecclesia. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever noticed that before. But this is the context. This is what he's actually saying. That you only need two people to qualify as a gathering of the ecclesia. That's what Jesus said. So this idea of agreeing together. Now we've all heard that, right? We've all been taught that. Let's touch and agree. Let's come into agreement about something. Yeah, there's power in that. But what's fascinating here is that Jesus says that if any of you agree on earth about about anything. Now, in the English, it says anything. One word. In the Greek, it's actually two words. It's any, and the word that's used is not the typical word for thing. It's actually a word that's used in law. Have you ever heard a lawyer talk about a matter? I'm handling this matter concerning this party and that party. That's the word. I don't know about you, but lights went off and when I saw that, oh my gosh, this is the ecclesia. When two of you come together regarding any matter, any situation that you, you know needs, something needs to happen, and you come in agreement about it, it says, my father, it shall be done for them by my father. Now, Here's something even more fascinating. It doesn't actually say it shall be done for them. It it says it shall come to pass. It shall happen. 
And the idea of the word there is that it it's almost like it gets birthed. That something gets birthed out of our agreement. What does that tell me? It tells me that it's not dependent on anything here on the earth because why? God is the one who speaks into existence the things that don't exist. He calls those things which are not as though they are. And so we're, it, the, the, there's no limitations on what is possible for us to agree about if God shows it to us. If he shows you some kind of crazy idea and he also shows somebody else the same idea and you agree together and say, Lord, we come together in agreement about this matter that you've revealed, that you want to release, that you want to make happen in the earth. And we say yes and amen about that. It will happen. It will come to pass. It will birth into existence. Why? Because we agreed just to have that happen. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it, for me, it took it to a whole nother level that we're, you know, again, bringing it back into the whole idea of ecclesia, that we're coming together in this place of authority to see something happen that the Father is revealing, that He wants for us to know, that He wants for us to, to, to agree with Him. Now, what about you? I oftentimes, if I don't have somebody, I'll just agree with Him. Lord, I come into agreement with you. Because I, I nobody else right now I can talk to about this. But you're, you're here, right? And, and it's you, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. So there's four. <laughs> right? So I come into agreement with the Trinity and myself, and bam, look at that. Right? But, but having the, the idea that, you know, we're agreeing together about a matter. Y'all know how hard that is, Right? Because have you ever talked to somebody about something and immediately they had a different perspective on it yeah. or a different idea? Especially now. What's the Greek oh. for agree in that? It's, um, oh, I love this word. Symphoneo. It means to sound together. Symphony. To be, exactly. Oh. To harmonize. Nice. Right? To harmonize. And what I love about it is that is that it doesn't mean that you necessarily are seeing everything eye to eye, but you're seeing it enough that you can harmonize your perspectives and realize, you know what, we're seeing the same thing. This happened to Pam and I last year when we both got a very similar vision concerning what I heard as Heaven's Clinic. She heard something a little different, saw something a little different, but yet what we saw was so alike that I knew immediately, oh my gosh, this is a confirmation, God, you're sharing, you want, you want us to do something, okay? And, and that's what happens. Because as I said, in the natural, you know how difficult it is to get somebody else to agree with you when you're, especially if you're talking about something that's a little out there, you know, what are you nuts? You're crazy? What the heck? Come on, right? So, so we, because of our ability to hear from God and be, and the fact that we are already one in Christ. See, we're not operating, we're not trying to get somewhere, we're already there, we're already one in Him, right, with each other, we're one in the Spirit. Remember that song? We are one in the Spirit, oh my gosh. That's horrible that I still remember that, right? See, see what I just started? <laughs> Pray. Your mind forever. 
<laughs> no, it's an earworm. <laughs> so anyway, but that's the truth. We have the capacity, as we saw in Acts chapter 4, where they came together in one accord, and were making a common declaration in prayer. And what happened? The place shook with the power of God. Right? That's what we're after. We're after that level of expression and manifestation. So let's worship for a bit. Let's see what the Lord is saying and, and um, allow for the Holy Spirit you know, to, to show us what's on His heart, what, what's on His agenda for tonight, and whatever it is. And don't feel like you, you can't share because you may be afraid somebody might not agree. No, no, no. If, if God shows you something, if He puts... A, a person, a place, a situation on your heart as we're worshiping, you need to share that, okay? Because we can, uh, we can come into agreement with you about it. Even if we didn't get the same vision, it doesn't matter. We, we share and we come into agreement with each other about these things and say, Lord, we're, we want to know what your heart is about this matter so that we can see something happen, something get birthed into that. Does that, does that sound good? Huh? <coughs> Harmony, ebony, and ivory. <laughs> oh my goodness! So there, there was a matter that I felt the Lord was highlighting to me during worship, and I want to want to just hit that, and then we can we can call it a night, unless somebody has something else they want to talk about. Um, I, I I saw the Lord giving out keys to those of you that either A, have a business or are thinking about starting a business. And I felt like that that one of the things that we can come to agree about tonight is for the these businesses or these business ideas to be very successful, to bring a, another level of success when it comes to these particular businesses. So I know that... <clears throat> That Dawn, you have your own business, right? Um, Franny and Scott, anybody else? I want to open up a business. You're going to open up a business. I Great. Want to open up. Okay. Awesome. Anybody else that has an idea for a business that you haven't started yet? One. Okay. Good. So, once you guys stand, and um, and I again, I felt like the Lord was giving each of you a key. Huh? Well, if you want to, if you want to hand it to this prophetic act tonight, that'd be great. No one brings that. Right? Yeah. Keys <laughs> are a big thing for me. Yeah. And and I guess I'm asking everybody if we can agree together tonight on their behalf for another level of success and prosperity. Yes. Mm-hmm. In their in the existing businesses and also as these new businesses begin to take off, okay, can we do that? I'm standing as well because I'm partnering with Dave Tucker in a new business venture that he just started, which will be an export business exporting products to South America. Um, so and Deb, you're you know you need to stand. As well. I was come on, come on. <laughs> Listen, I got a lot on my mind. You got to help me out here. Please stand up. Well, yeah, forgive me. I'm, you know, help me out. You're standing as well for your for myself and my family. Your family, okay, that's awesome. Great. So, if we're in agreement about this, right, Father, we thank you tonight that as the ecclesia 
in this local area. Lord, you've highlighted your desire to bring greater success, prosperity, and favor into the lives of your children who have businesses or who want to start one. And so, Lord, as we agree together tonight, I thank you for the keys that you are putting in each one of their hands, giving them authority to step into whatever the realm is, whatever the sphere is, Lord, that is theirs to step into, that, Lord, your grace empowers them in this very moment to have no fear, no trepidation, no uncertainty, but have a clarity in their mind, Lord, concerning what you have shown them and spoken to them about their business, so that, Father, tomorrow morning, as they go forth in whatever ways, that, Lord, your favor overcomes and overwhelms them, Lord God. Father, I thank you that the favor that is on their lives for these things, Lord God, is so great, it's beyond our comprehension. It's so great, it's beyond what they've even thought of or dreamed of, Father. I just keep seeing favor as a special, as a special thing, Lord God, that they are marked. They are marked out as special by you so that they have a, an advantage, Lord. I ask right now, Lord, that the advantage that they have because they're your son, they're your daughter, would be so real in their hearts and minds right now, Lord God, that it would put a holy swagger in their step, that when they step out, Lord, they know that they're going under your authority, that they're going under your anointing, that they're going under your blessing and your favor, and that they can expect the best in every situation. Father, I thank you so much. We thank you, Lord, as we agree together tonight for this to be done, for this to happen, to be birthed in each of their lives tonight, Lord God. We're so grateful that you're a daddy that wants us to succeed. And so I bless you tonight for that. I bless them tonight. And we all just, we say together in Jesus' name, Amen! Amen! Amen. Amen.